right, folks. Oh, man. Did we lose Mike on that one? I think we did. <laughs> Another oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I lost myself on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. That's right, Radioactive uh, Land. It's the one and only Radioactive right Man, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ain't that a shame? That's Fats that's... Dominoes. Fats mm. Domino, the name, the name of the album. They call me the fat man. <laughs> God, th- because that's when he was like the only fat guy around. So he had that kind of confidence, right? I think that was just when men knew you had to be confident. Dude, you're short, you're bald, be confident. You're fat, call yourself the fats. The fats, you know? dude. Yeah. If you're bald, call yourself the bald. You know? The fat skinny. The fa- <laughs> Oh yeah, Antonio Fats Domino. That's crazy. Oh, Antonio, I like that. That's yeah. a good name, Antonio. Yeah. Um, wow, Fats Domino. I was gonna say that is twisting music. You hear it? You just start doing the twist. Doing the twist. Yeah. Simpler times, man. 1956. Wow. All right, that's before things got really wacky in America. I do believe the 50s were that kind of grace period where it was purely just, you know, the American dream was actually happening. We weren't getting the total takeover from the uh, three-letter agencies like we did in the 60s. Well, not only that, dude, the 50s was really, like, the original, like... Like, there's... Even then, that was when, like, it was okay. It was like culturally acceptable, like, for black men and women to have music, um, songs that were hitting number one. You know what I mean? That's why it's so funny to be in 2023, 80 years later, and they're still like, you know, we gotta have all black women at the VMA. Oh, what do you mean? You know? uh, Justin Timberlake can't make a pop song anymore because he's appropriating black culture. <laughs> Give me a break, dude. I mean, I don't know, dude. We've been kind of celebrating your music forever, right? Like, I don't know. Since day one, man. Yeah, it was all about, like, uh, respecting the culture and the music and enjoying it and actually paying homage to the the greats that came before us. You know, uh, the Beatles, you know, we wouldn't have had the Beatles if it weren't for Chuck Berry and MI6 and the CIA. You know what I'm saying? Hey, now. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Even like Chuck Berry, Fats, Dom, like all these guys, we do. We grew up with these songs. So like how racist of a country could we have possibly been in 1980 if our right. white immigrant parents were playing these songs, you know? Well, as a young fella myself, I loved playing guitar, and I would go through different artists each night and day and cycle through various people, and I wouldn't go, hmm, who's a good white guy I can learn how to play like? (laughs) And, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't hear, like, all along the watchtower from Jimi Hendrix and start to learn it and think, like, oh, wait, he's black? No, get that out of here. This is terrible. No, no, I was just thinking about him. Like, we were kind of grew up, everybody just, just, everybody thought he was the best guitarist ever lived. Yes, no, it's just we didn't care about race. We grew up in this beautiful time right before the critical race theory of the modern era took over our educational systems. 
you know, and we we just kind of tried to, we were taught to look past the differences of our skin colors, right? The, our, those differences were only skin deep as we were taught. You know, inside, we were all the same. We had the same dreams and aspirations. We all, you know, quested for love and acceptance and understanding, right? That was the whole message of our youth. Now look at these kids growing up, man. They're taught that, like, oh, you're a whitey, you're an oppressor. You know, like, <laughs> you're black, you gotta, you gotta hate that kid next to you because he's white. You know, like, that's a horrible well, way to Well, if you're black, you're better than that white kid. You just don't know it because the white kid was oppressing you. Right, that's, yes. You know? So please watch everything on TV now because uh, every commercial is the black lesbian teaching the stupid white guy how to actually do things the correct way. Now, listen, black people are the best. They're better than white people. That's why we're trying to make our country like all the super white countries. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense. You know, that's why we're going to talk about inclusivity and diversity, but really we're pushing for uh, stuff to be like Sweden and Norway. You know? <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, speaking of which, Sweden is, I think, where Davos is. If I'm not mistaken, is that is yeah. that Sweden? Is that Davos? Where's Davos? It's got to be Sweden. I think it is Sweden. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we did dabble. A little uh, do in the World Economic Forum meetings that were going on. Uh, we played the clip. Oh, Switzerland. I was confused. It's all the same crap to me. They all look the same. You know? They're all white. Uh, believe it or not, they do look the same. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we're the racist country, right? The melting yeah, pot of the that. world. Not Sweden. Not not Poland. Not Russia. Right? No, 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 no. America. The place with every race you could ever imagine and then every mixture of said races. That's the racist country. <laughs> That's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. I know we're racist. I literally live in a city that has different sections based on like what country in Africa you're from. You know what I mean? <laughs> so crazy when you really think about it. Like, how did they how did they successfully pull off that message that this country is racist? Institutionally racist. I don't know. No, no, the best. That's what I'm saying. We're so racist. We need to change our ways and be more like Sweden, Frank. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's only white people. Sweden is all white. <laughs> it's not only just white. That's like only white blonde-haired people. They don't allow like me in there because of my hair color. Oh, Yo, you're way too dark. Also, yeah, I got that Southern yeah. Italian, which that's some tainted Dick's genetics a there, folks. Take a look at my tan line in July. A lot of questions. <laughs> A lot of questions. <laughs> I know his facial features seem white, but have you seen his feet in the summertime? He can hang from a tree like you wouldn't believe. It's, <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, man. Well, they had the... Uh, yeah, I can't get over it, dude. Hey, we're the racist country, but these... Totally white, blonde-haired countries where they don't let anybody in to taint their blood pool. We got to be more like them. Yeah, no, those are the best. Those are the uh, shining light, you know? Shut up, bigot! Yeah. <laughs> Place where you, you yourself are first generation in a mix of different cultures? Get out of uh, here! Not many uh, socialist black countries. <laughs> you know? I don't see many communist black countries in Africa. 
Oh, man. So Switzerland and Davos had our friend Klaus Schwab, the ultimate villain in every 80s action flick of all time. (laughs) (laughs) We played the uh, Wolverine fella from Argentina. He he had some really fantastical things to say that were against the World Economic Forum and what their whole socialist agenda is. And this has been a fun year for anyone following the events unfolding at this uh, soiree of the world elites. There have been a lot of people who have showed up and I think shockingly said things that maybe they weren't supposed to or maybe the people that planned the event weren't planning on hearing these individuals say what they were going to say. I got this fella, the president of the Heritage Fund. Did you see this floating around in the interwebs there, the social media sphere? Uh All right, yeah, so, I think I think Davos definitely lost its prestige. Oh yeah, you know what I Big mean. Time. Like nobody gives a fuck about you people anymore. Oh, it's further than that. I think it's a collective worldwide go fuck yourself to the yeah. World Economic Forum and everybody associated with it. Go fuck yourself. We want. I think everybody looked around and was like, "Wait a minute! I'm one of those 6.5 billion people you're trying to kill." Yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. I think a lot of people woke up and said, oh, I'm the useless eater you're trying to eliminate. Oh, I got you now. We'll That's sp- why you gave me the shot for free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How'd that cheeseburger taste, everyone? It was free, right? <laughs> it was a free cheeseburger. And that lotto ticket, did anyone win a million bucks? <laughs> Like, it should have been so obvious. They offered I up- I will tell you, I know for sure, more people won myocarditis than won that million-dollar lotto ticket. That is a fact. And Pfizer, as part of their settlement in the future, future should just give out T-shirts that said, I took, the, I took the booster, and all I got was myocarditis and this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> Dude, did you hear about the inquiry into the vaccine? No, I haven't. Uh, this is stuff that they really try to stifle and stop people from hearing about. Dude, there's going to be a government panel that's like, they're whatever. They're, they're going to do this like deep inquiry into the vaccine and the efficacy, the effects and all of that. Yeah, man. It is, it is scheduled to start in 2026. Oh, after World War Three. Perfect. So... <laughs> That's when communications will be knocked out. The, the electromagnetic pulse will occur. Nuclear war. Frank, yeah. Frank, you remember when you lied to everybody, killed all those people, and then we were like, well, we'll take you to court in two years. <laughs> That's right. All right. What's that? Yeah, schedule it for 2026. Unleash the nukes! The nukes! <laughs> When's that comic going to hit us? 2029. <laughs> April 30th. Put me down. Oh, man. You yeah, know, that's what that crazy? it is. Yes, of course, man. Well, look, they wanted to hold off on releasing the testing data of the vaccines till 2075, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, that was the data release was going to be 2075. And then that was rescinded through court order and a judge made them release the info. And it turns out when it comes to the testing data before they released these experimental gene therapy mRNA vaccines, the the tests showed that they never did any tests. It's kind of crazy. There was no data. No, dude, it gets I cannot get anybody to understand this line of logic. Please tell me if I'm the stupid one, right? 
Pfizer, all through 2021, 2022, 2023, they had the data, right? Oh, yeah. Joy Reid couldn't stop reading you the data. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Rachel Maddow couldn't stop reading you the data, right? That's oh, what yeah. I was told. They were reading the data. But then when they said, okay, we need to, you know, we need to start doing inquiries. We're going to do these, these trials. Frank, they need until 2026 to gather the data. Right. Oh, oh, what, what, yeah. do you, what do you mean? Exactly. What about all the data you were yelling at me on every mainstream media platform you have? Like, wh- what about that? Oh, that wasn't real. Now you need to get your data together for 2026. Then we could start doing a serious inquiry. I mean, does nobody realize how ridiculous that is? Mike, I hear your point. Release the nukes! The nukes! <laughs> Fire away! <laughs> Did we bomb Yemen? Did we bomb I Yemen? don't care. Who are you going to bomb? Just do it. Just do it now. Wasn't there a Jew tunnel in New York? What's going on here? <laughs> Can we get some more of those paragliding Hamas guys? Uh, just get them over the border there in, in Texas. Come on. Somebody grab Lauren Bobert's boob. Please. <laughs> Please. Can we get a boob grab? Can we do a Broadway show of Ghostbusters and invite, uh, invite Lauren Bobert? <laughs> Dude, come on. That's crazy. You had all the data. Remember, me and you were accused of men. We were, people were calling, we were, they were saying we were guys who don't follow the data. We were getting, we, we were, well, we were getting our information from alternative sources. Remember that? We're conspiracy nutjob theorists. Yeah. Tinfoil hat. And by alternative sources, they clearly meant sources that were correct. Because <laughs> our shit turned out to be right. I follow one source and one source only. Alex Jones, he's been right about everything, folks. Everything, yeah, I know. If you need to Even know what's going to happen. Wow, man. So who's... That'll be our uh, Sandy Hook, right? They'll take us down for what we say about Uvalde. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, there you go. No, no, we're going down for the vaccine. Oh, of course, yeah. I've already gone down. I've been shadow banned on every account ever. I've been shadow banned by people. Yeah, good call. The vaccine was funny, man. That was the great divider. That is the one that separated uh, families, you know? I I was trying to explain to somebody that it is a new world. This is the new world, and what it is, the new normal. And what the new normal is, is me having to adapt and figure out how I'm going to continue to live in a world where everybody let me down. Everybody let me down. I live in a place where nobody had the backbone to stand up, just everybody back that let me down, and I'm surrounded by people that took the vaccine, and I have to just reconcile with that fact that I'm surrounded by People that will for sure turn me in <laughs> if, if they think it's going to save their life. Yeah, they yeah. always said before the COVID lockdowns, you know, uh, it was the silent majority during Nazi Germany, right, that allowed the Nazis to take over. Yeah. That's kind of what happened with COVID. People stayed quiet. People bend. Backwards they all to the took wind. the vaccine, and that's why I try to tell. Like, when when you're in a group of guys, and then you you re, you reveal that you never took the vaccine, and they all did, whether they wanted to or not. It's like, yeah, and I don't think you guys realize that's why I don't want to be your friend. 
<laughs> like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you at all. You fell for it. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't care if I have no friends. The one I do have, he didn't fall for it. You know what I mean? And he never made some stupid comment to me about killing my grandma. You know? <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. me living with my grandma during that time, like, the things people said to me, people in our family, the things they said to me that they now refuse to even acknowledge that they said it. They do not believe they said it. But people in our family were accusing me of putting our grandma's life in danger. You're a murderer! You know what I mean? Yeah, of and course, they, And they man. had no facts to back it up. They just listened to Joy Reid, and it's like, now I'm supposed to just sit here at Christmas dinner. <laughs> like, oh, no, we're all friends. We're all good. Even though you accused me of wanting to... You accused me of wanting to kill my grandma to prove Alex Jones right. That's like, right. That is not, that is not my... You know what I mean? Never was that my intent. I don't care if Alex Jones is right, but I am going to look at the situation. And if he is right, I'm going to acknowledge he's right. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was not allowed to come home for Christmas because I was a plague rat anti-vaxxer. No, that's and... the worst fucking part, dude. They wouldn't let you and Emma come here <laughs> that's because right, man. you were Republicans. It was universal, consider- though. It, you know, it wasn't just our family. It was all families. No, no, hold on, though. Hold know? on, though. This was something that was... Like, um. Like, literally within weeks of them saying, Frank couldn't come home because he doesn't follow the science. Science! Within weeks of that. Because Frank was going to kill our grandma if he showed up. I'm a psycho killer. And then a, then a couple of weeks later, they took our grandma on a cross-country trip <laughs> because, because they were going to be, they were in control and they were following the science and they knew how to keep our grandma safe from a virus, even on a cross-country trip, because they were listening to Fauci. You know what I mean? It was like the audacity to say that, dude. Yeah, So Frank just wants to kill grandma. Frank wants to kill his grandma. That's right. But you guys, you could take her across country because you know, because Fauci told you. Yeah, well, you know, they were following science, Mike. They were wearing the masks, and they were specifically staying at places with people who they knew were also vaccinated fully and boosted, and so everybody was following the same protocol. And most importantly, everybody in the car was wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. Right, yes! (laughs) So it it totally kept the virus at bay. The virus knew they were Democrats, so they couldn't get infected. That's right. The virus only affected right-wingers protesting the lockdowns, but it definitely didn't affect anyone protesting during the Summer of Love and the George Floyd riots. Oh, one thing I know about COVID, it hates races. <laughs> right. I don't know if you I don't know if you ever met COVID. Hates racist. Well, COVID is well known to be one of the most sophisticated viruses we've ever seen in the history of this planet. It has a known political bias. Okay. Well, it only it, comes around during the election. That's right. It comes and it only goes after uh, Republicans, you know, mega supporters. Yes. <laughs> it crops up every four years during the election cycle, and it attacks mega Republicans. <laughs> that's, that's the most sophisticated virus I've ever, ever known to man. <laughs> what do you mean there's nothing else like that in nature? Haven't you seen the cicadas? <laughs> cicadas that come out every four years only in Republican states.
just like Rob Reiner, if he sees his shadow in February, uh, we're going to have another insurrection. That's how we know. Um... <laughs> Rob Reiner, he sees his shadow. It's another thousand sausage links before spring. <laughs> that guy loves to eat. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Woo. Yeah, we went down down some roads there. That was good. Road, yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I'm still bothered by the way our family acted during COVID. Like, I, I can't get people to understand. Like, all ev- everybody, if you live in Chicago, there, there's like three people in my life. One of them is on this podcast that didn't let me down during COVID. Heyo, you know, <laughs> it's like, like literally three people. Everybody well, else just fucking you you. Sure, COVID was kind of a unifier, though. It really did force people like ourselves to seek community with like-minded folks, and that was a positive out of it in my book. But, But more importantly, dude, it showed the true people. It showed people for who they truly were and what they're willing to do when they're scared. And so now I know. Now I look around at even people that are closely related to me, and now I have to sleep at night knowing which ones will literally turn you in if they think their lives are in danger. For the next one, for (laughs) Disease X, which they were talking about at the World Economic Forum, that was a major topic, and they did a game plan for this Disease X that they've been really building up the last couple years. That's the next one. They're going to yeah. unleash some s- supposed super virus. You know me, Mike. I am big time on the concept that we're dealing with a bunch of pussies, and these rich-ass elite pussies would never actually release a virus that could potentially kill them. I think it's a risk-reward. So I don't think you're going to release the virus that could kill you if you're not going to get anything from it. But I think now they're looking at COVID like, look at what we do. We literally got mothers and fathers to turn on their sons because they thought they were because they were scared of a disease that is no worse than the flu. Over like something they literally they, just convinced you that the flu is going to kill you. Here, and yes, families turned on families. So what can we do with a disease that actually kills people? Well, uh, they did. You know? People turned on each other. Families on families based on something they didn't even tangibly witness in front of their eyes. They did not see bodies in the streets. So what happens if we give them bodies in the streets? Exactly. That is, I mean, I mean, that's why I try to tell people is that's why it's so scary. You know, we could sit here and pretend like nothing happened. But what happens when shit actually hits the fan? You guys, you guys acted the way you acted because Joy Reid went out there and said the shit hit the fan. (laughs) <laughs> what are you going to do when the shit actually hits the fan and it's all over you? And maybe you this know? is why uh, Mark Zuckerberg and everyone are building their island uh, fortresses in Hawaii and other places where people can't get to. Uh, maybe they oh, are yeah. going to release some sort of disease X and scare the crap out of everyone and get everyone to truly and, and No matter how bad disease X is, it's the people's reaction that's always the worst part. I want to go to Mars, too. I can't wait. I got to get away from all you fucking crazies the way you acted over a virus that didn't even really kill anybody. Yes. You know? 
Absolutely, man. I mean, I mean how many years away are we from realizing the vaccine killed more people than the virus? Well, Honestly. I have, every time I think of 2020 and the lockdowns, I tell this time uh, almost, I, I recite it monthly, is we were in line at Home Depot, and Home Depot set up this extravagant maze of a oh, line. the one-way aisle. Oh. Yes, with... But this is outside oh. just to get in. We haven't even gone into, <laughs> yes. into the warehouse, right? So they had constructed this intricate, bizarre maze of steps that everyone had to follow that was uh, adhering to this now totally proven bullshit six feet rule, right? So No, Frank, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. We're outside. Not bullshit. It just came out of nowhere. I'll never forget this, though. We're... Outside, it's 80 degrees out there, and we're standing through this maze through the parking lot, standing in line, and we're finally almost at the entrance, and in front of Emma and I is a gentleman, clearly like us, waiting to just get some stuff for the garden we're planting, and in front of him is a nut job with <laughs> six masks on and rubber gloves, and he's got things taped around his face, and he's just got the whole thing going on, and... The gentleman in front of us wanders slightly in a, like, I think his heel maybe stepped over about an inch worth of space over the line separating the six feet. This maniac with the six masks duct taped onto his face like he's a space alien from Mars starts <laughs> starts karate chopping the air like he's... <laughs> Like he's Bruce Lee and just a master at kung fu, and he's just kicking. No exaggeration. He's kicking his feet out and karate chopping, and literally as he's karate chopping towards the six feet line, he's screaming six feet, six feet, folks. This was the mania that took over people. It turned this out to be bullshit. Man was it, outside, it, outside in eighty degree temperature heat in June, and he was karate chopping the air like a totally insane moron. And but we were in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. We were wrong, and, man. And then you flash forward two years later, and Anthony Fauci finally admits it was bullshit. Yes. Yes. It was all. So a you lie. were fucking karate chopping the air, calling. No, dude, I got yelled at by so many faggots and bitchy women yes. during that time. Yes. Oh, dude, man. I know, dude. Twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, I had zero complaints. I didn't have a single complaint. As a matter of fact. If if you worked at Rotor Rooter and somebody called to complain about the job you did, there was like a fifty percent chance that they would send me to go fix the situation, calm the lady down. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but I wasn't the I, I wasn't the guy that was getting complaints. Right. COVID happens in 2020, dude. I remember having to sit in my boss's office talking about how I had like three or four consecutive complaints because I, wa I wasn't wearing rubber gloves. Come on. You're so dangerous, man. Oh, You're a killer. Dude, You're a I killer. was getting complaints for not wearing rubber gloves. I opened the door and I touched the handle and I wasn't wearing rubber gloves. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's after I rotted their shit out of a sewer. Man. You know? Oh, Emma was working with people who were scrubbing and, you know, soaping and sudding up their vegetables, man. I mean, we people lost their minds, dude. Uh, I knew a guy who was decontaminating his groceries for a full 24 hours in a, in the garage. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, dude, this was one of the greatest psyops of all times. I mean, they they made normal people, people that I respected, lose their complete minds and and become yes. humans that I didn't even recognize. No, and those people don't understand. I can't look at you the same because I know. Yes, because I know I, how you act. I know you. I know you're weak-minded. <laughs> you have a yes. weak will, and you will collapse. Yeah, you will collapse. Yeah, you took the vaccine and the booster program. You almost forced me to take it. You almost were totally on board with them eradicating guys like me from society. That got really scary. People don't realize it got really frightening really there. We got close, very, very close to concentration camps and, and carting away the plague rats, man. And, and the next time around, disease acts should freak people out because I think that is where they will convince whoever's left, um, and maybe even people in the middle, that this is the real deal, and now we got to get rid of these MAGA white supremacist extremists who aren't going to take our new vaccine. They're going to kill us all. Yeah. It's coming. It's definitely, I don't know. All right. Be careful who, be careful who you're friends with, man. That's all I can say. Be careful who you surround yourself. I want to surround myself with somebody who I could prove you killed this person by not wearing a mask (laughs) and we're just going to bury the body together. (laughs) Like, Like that's, uh, so I got. Don't, <laughs> don't be the guy that falls for the. I don't know, man. I Would think... you do you really? And this is why all my COVID people, right? Like, even if the government was right during COVID, do you want to live in a world where you have to do all that? That was my thing when it was going on. To be totally honest, my number one immediate proclamation was. Are we going to live in a world of lockdowns and masks? Because that's not a world I want to be in. And people you can't trust. Every neighbor's turning you in. Family's turning you in for not wearing a mask, not getting vaccinated. I think what burned most of us is that we found out many of our neighbors and family members did want to live in that kind of world. Yes, with the show your papers, show you're vaccinated. I don't want you at my restaurant if you're not vaccinated. Like, dude, what? Well, how about this, too? I want my waiters and servers and cooks to wear the mask, to but I'm, I'm going to dine and enjoy breathing the fresh air because Bro, you're serving me. Nobody believes me this happened. Please, please, please tell me you remember. Fucking Barack Obama had a birthday party. Yes. I, In like the yes. height of, of supposed COVID where nobody wore a mask yes. except the fucking peasants who were serving at the party. I distinct, and it was okay because it was an outdoor party in like a, uh, okay for them. A tent. Okay for them. It was like a, a tent the size of three football fields Yeah, yeah, yeah. on his vineyard, yeah. like mansion property where all the help, all the first, all the low class people had to wear masks, had to wear gloves, but the party goers didn't have to. They've been doing this still for a while. If you see, like reality shows and you catch the behind the scenes or you see some of the camera people and what have you, they're wearing masks still. Uh, dude, you should see the uptick in these schools. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. They're rocking the masks. They're coming Kid, back. Kids are starting to wear masks again. What's wrong yeah. with people, man? This is a mental disease at this point. Well, I, I hate, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put this on it, but dude, 
a lot of the kids wearing masks, they're the kid who kind of has like the acne problem. It, well, it, yeah. it kind of became like a blankie of that generation. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on. Well, the mask is a muzzle, and it. No, but for a lot of them, it became like a security blanket. Sure. Yeah. And and you see kids now who are just very anxious to go back to it, which is incredible. That's frightening stuff, and, and, man. And it kind of, and it's just kind of preying on the natural insecurity of a teenager. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that angle. And the mask is popular with certain people for various reasons, but uh, I, I'll be honest, I was always on the team of, you want to rock your mask, wear the mask. I'm, just don't pass the laws where you're making me wear the mask. But the problem with that theory is if I'm walking around wearing my mask all day, why shouldn't you? Well, because it doesn't matter if I wear it or not. It's up to you to wear yours. No, it doesn't. My mask and my vaccine don't work unless you wear the mask. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Come on, Frank. I'm sorry for that 100% effective bit. That's right. It's 100% effective if you also take it. Right, right. Okay. Well, no, even if 100% of the people got the vaccine, we'd still have the virus. (laughs) But... Oh, man. Well, uh, I think the tide is turning, and I I don't think that we're going to have to uh, hopefully go through another version because I I feel as if leaders are being replaced around the world. Uh, We're not kind of being led by the world economic puppets like we were over the last kind of six years or so. Uh, And one of the guys from the Heritage Fund, I, I am not familiar with this fella, but he went to the World Economic Forum and laid down a smackdown, and I thought you would really enjoy this, Mike. Uh, and he's going to kind of uh, explain why Trump is going to clean stuff up. I don't know. I, I, I'm i on team kind of, you know, Trump was already there and kind of played ball with the big wigs in the world. So, you know, are you going to fool me once? But uh, here we go. I like this a lot. This is, once again, a live smackdown at the World Economic Forum. It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally up for it. It's 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 equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos and and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites which I mentioned earlier. But the the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that's your part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. 
just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas, the average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. two more here, Robin. Dude, he's laying it thick. And uh, anytime you want to interject, yeah. let me know. But I've, I found this uh, to be so fantastic. I really, amazing. really love this clip. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that, we give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. Yeah! That's what the average American, the average Oh my God, I'm fired uh, up. Yes. Yes. Woo. Yeah. Yes. God, we Awaken. Need- <laughs> they always say, it's the man who just wanted to be left alone. Oh, you know? right. That, yes. That's the most dangerous man, mm-hmm. is the man who just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> That's right, man. You know. That's the problem right now with the whole left and woke movement and- you know everything that's associated with it is they're they're just messing with our lives too much, and we just wanted to yeah. be left alone. That's why COVID was such a bother. And then you took COVID to the next level with all this other bullshit in our lives, and uh, you're cramming everything in our face and down our throats, and you're forcing stuff on the kids. And so now you've you've uh, poked the beast, right? The lions are awoken. Climate change. Did you see that guy who's going viral from the UK? No, which guy? I, I like talking a... talking about the percentage of the atmosphere that's CO two. 
No, I have not seen this. Dude, it's fantastic. So this guy, like, there's this whole panel of people talking about climate change and the CO2 from cars and the CO2 this and the CO2 that. I never even thought about this. But the guy finally goes, what percentage of the atmosphere is CO2? Because that's the biggest threat, right? That's right. CO2? Yeah. And all of... So one guy comes up with 5%. He pulls it out of his ass. Nobody in the panel... Nobody knows what percentage. And then he busts out... It's 0.04%. And <laughs> <laughs> wow. man-made climate change is 3% of that 0.04%. Wow. And he pretty much just shuts them all down on how we're we're not the cause, and that's not even to count like half life of these uh these molecules, like you know what I mean. In so many years, this like you put out CO two today, it doesn't just sit there forever. You know what I mean? Like eventually, it it it's, it uh decays, like anything else. Well, I read a little bit of this alleged declassified CIA document called uh, it's like the Adam and Eve story or whatever how it basically describes pretty accurately what goes on with the earth every 12,000 years or whatever it is and how there's just a massive upheaval that occurs where just the shell of the earth just basically shakes and uh you know kind of uh the continents move around and it's just very few survivors make it through but that's how you get all these different iterations of biblical scripture and all this stuff and you know i think it, that's the six thousand. Six thousand, maybe that's so it's it like yeah. six thousand and then 12 like it happens at six thousand twelve thousand then twenty four thousand is like the huge right reset. and you just have massive uh disturbances where you have these great floods and continental shifts and that's why you have the loss of places like atlantis that's why you get the moses flood uh the, you know it just really kind of explains a lot of things that have gone on in our history as a human species and maybe the reason why we have lost a lot of history and that it's probably something that will occur again. So it's silly to think uh, that we have any actual effect on the Earth with our actions or our even very existence. The Earth, every 6,000 years, shakes us like a bad case of fleas. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and just, it keeps on cruising, man. Like, what? I know you guys think the the right is crazy, but what's crazier, thinking that we could affect the, the, the climate of this world and change it to our will? <laughs> I know, man. Or the party that's like, nah, it's God's will, we're just here. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Try to enjoy the ride. We're blessed to even have it as we have it. <laughs> Right? Because, baby, it could all just end tomorrow. Right? So just let it go. Stop trying to change it. You know? Listen, I can't prove God is real, and I can't prove what kind of power he has. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he affects the world more than Nancy Pelosi. Yes. <laughs> you know? Nancy Pelosi cannot save the world. Chuck Schumer cannot save the world. Well, and you know? also... No amount of banning plastic bags in Colorado or getting rid of the plastic straws in California is going to stop the Earth uh, from shifting its magnetic poles or whatever it does every 6,000 years and just 
you know, offer up some epic, apocalyptic destruction, the likes of which we only see during biblical times. Yeah. Like, who... Who yeah. do we think we are, man? You know, <laughs> like we're on such no, a retarded the, yes. high horse to think that we can institute these outrageous laws and restrictions on people because we're saving the planet, man. Or better yet, if you don't vote for Joe Biden in November, democracy hangs in the balance in the world as we know it. Like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, man. Inhabitable. Yeah, you don't have the power. We don't have the power. No, who knows? A freaking asteroid is supposed. One of the few asteroids we know in- that exist is going to hit us in four years. Stuff we don't even know is out there is probably going to hit us before then. Like, what are you worried about with Donald Trump becoming president, man? Ridiculous, know, dude. It's so is, crazy. Yeah. The fear factor is through the roof. We played the clip of Kamala being on that show with the clucking hens and they're all like oh man you know everybody's scared even michelle obama's scared Camilla, how scared are you because we're all scared she's like oh gee whiz i'm very scared we should all be very scared i think everybody needs to be scared i lie there every night between montel williams and my husband and i cannot sleep <laughs> uh thought I forgot about Montel. Come on. You can never forget about Montel, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, dude, we got the asteroid coming. We had that clip of Dennis Quaid where he's talking about the Carrington event, you know, and the whole flare that could wipe us out or whatever have you. I, I was thinking if, if we have all this harp technology and these ways to, you know, kind of warp the earth or whatever, if we know a Carrington event is occurring, can't we just speed up the spin of the earth a little bit and have it zap China? <laughs> <laughs> Hit you the know? Uyghurs. I think they like it. <laughs> Give them a nice tan over there. <laughs> no, on the Far Muslim, East. <laughs> Let me ask you. Real talk, though. Real talk. Real all question. Right, all right, all right, all right. This is for my uh this is for my um cloud seeding friends. All right. Would you be okay with the cloud seeding if they knew that was the like maybe dumping silver oxide into the uh, ionosphere is the only way to pre- to prevent to uh protect our grid and everything from the solar flares. I could see their whole thing being R&D on some level, even still now, and they're just kind of figuring out all over the world, or at least in the NATO countries, various practices to maybe do something like that. It would make sense why they're doing it over, like, Colorado. They're doing it over, like, military... They are doing it over military places. places. Yeah, it's very specific. So so would you be okay with that? If then, like, this solar flare comes, and all of a sudden you're still fine because they cloud-seeded, would you be okay with it then? Or would you still be against it? Oh, I'm still against it, man. Come still on, I'm a hippie it, yeah. through and through, baby. <laughs> Protect my plants, man. Talk about the trees here, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to protect my garden, bro. Um, I have considered that because ultimately, what is the theory behind the uh, cloud seeding phenomenon well it's basically a microfiber version or particulate version of mr burns putting up the giant shield well it's retarded to put up a giant shield right what would be easier and better 
you spray tiny little versions of the shield and they come together and create your your block of the sun maybe in a way to practice and get ready for the potential solar flare or maybe they do it all the time when they think one could occur that's what i what if that's what they're doing uh, like a preemptive protection like they think yeah like would would you be or what if there is this solar storm i don't know if you saw that conspiracy that like there is this storm on the sun yeah man and, and like what if every what if you know you even said there's like a cycle that they do three days on whatever six days off whatever there's a there's what a if, uh there's a pattern or a schedule to the chemtrailing operation over colorado absolutely so what if that lines up with the rotation of the storm on the sun so it's like every time it comes in, they're protecting. I couldn't, you know. you're blowing my mind, and I think you're almost totally right, because, and this is what's beautiful, we're connecting my cockamamie tinfoil hat <laughs> nutjob theory with your military base, like, I'm going to logically look at this idea theory. This is a nice kind of combination, and I think you're onto something, which is, it's a way to deflect solar radiation energy that maybe would disrupt crucial uh, infrastructure. For sure, communications right. are like the well, first thing. Do you know what yeah. we have here in Colorado is Space Force. It's based and out of Colorado. like the backup White House. We have the backup White House. We have NORAD. Uh, NORAD yeah, yeah. We, we are. Colorado is the place where you it would maybe. Central Command. Central okay, Command, like yeah. That is CENTCOM. So you would probably definitely want to avoid any kind of solar interference on a place that runs everything you do around the world. So maybe that's what they're doing. Would you be okay with it, though? I'm not okay with still, it, not, but I'm still no, no, not no, okay. here, um, so I think what you're proposing is logical, feasible, and I think you may be truly onto something, and that would explain it. More so than I don't think they're actually trying to create water or I never think the government's trying to improve our lives. We're useless eaters. Everything they're doing is for strategic military purposes always. So I think you're right. And I think we've connected our two conspiracies here. And it's this is a beautiful synergy. I love it. (laughs) This is amazing. It makes sense, though. I think you're onto something because if you look at a lot of the chemtrailing they're doing, it's definitely in places where they have the military bases and uh, Colorado specifically, very strategic. I think you're right, Central Command. Um, and then also we have our Nazi-shaped, uh, swastika-shaped Denver Illuminati Airport in the middle of nowhere that goes down for uh, 10,000 miles and literally houses a city the size of Manhattan. Uh, below it uh who knows what's going on over there they got to protect that right or maybe the cloud seeding and everything that silver oxide whatever uh maybe that shields like the alien radars wow you know what if you need that to protect the military bases from the alien from the alien shooting some weird laser stuff maybe they kind of goofed missed a day or someone just, you know, was getting lazy and they forgot to cloud seed and aliens nuked Lahaina <laughs> with their alien laser beam from space, man. <laughs> well, we all know the aliens have one mission, and that's to give Oprah Winfrey a better view of the ocean. <laughs> yes! She's got to be a lizard, right? Come on, man.
I don't know about her, but Steinman? I don't know. I don't trust that uh, Studman. Studman? Yeah, like, you better watch yourself. You're throwing that Stein around a little loosely. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> With that hard end? You're going to get us kanye real quick. <laughs> We're not selling any Yeezys here, people. All right? <laughs> Unless you're buying, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Steinman, dude. Dude, Stedman's a weirdo, though. Have you seen some pictures? He's rocking that kind of Har- Steve Harvey mustache. And, no, that's a lizard. Uh, yeah, he's he's got something weird going on there. Definitely. I mean, I would... Ten years ago, I would not have been on the train of we live amongst the aliens and all this stuff. Now, I believe the aliens are in the ocean. They live in the hollow earth. They're uh, running everything. Oh, They're dude, probably, have you been like, to Chicago? I'm that pretty sure. Town. Elon's Those got <laughs> Elon's a freaking alien. I think we have competing alien species <laughs> running different governments, man. At this point, it's the only thing that makes sense, right, given how crazy the I got to tell you, is. the only thing I'm surprised about, I really didn't think the aliens would be so gay. That's <laughs> I think that's what makes the most sense. If Lil Nas X has taught me anything... You know, the devil's a gay fella, right? Isn't that... <laughs> the devil's gay, right? <laughs> I'm just going based on pop culture, though. Like, look at look at all the devil stuff. Sam Smith, Lil Nas X. I think you've got a preference there. Oh, the devil's gay? The devil's definitely gay. Oh, man. Makes you rethink <laughs> your whole life. <laughs> now I really don't want to go down there. I know. That's right, man. You better repent for them sins, baby. Otherwise. (laughs) I don't care about the anal sex, but having to look at those curtains. (laughs) Probably eternity. Oh, did you see the picture of Jim Carrey's 62nd birthday? He's like in. You're talking about Joe Biden? Oh, what? No, dude. Yeah, well, it was Jim Carrey, and he had like all these people who are considered a part of the satanic blood ritual Epstein people like Jimmy Kimmel's in it and Seth Green. And like, it's kind of a weird picture. Like there's these like striped walls. It's almost out of like a Stanley Kubrick film. It's, it's kind of creepy dude. Like, I I don't know what kind of message they were sending, but the only thing I could derive. Oh, and also on top of it, Jim Carrey's wearing a t-shirt with Saturn on it. And Saturn is well known to be the planet and symbol of Satan and the devil. Dude, did you hear about the moon they found? Tell me about the moon. They discovered this moon, uh, I think it's Saturn, maybe Jupiter, don't quote me, that is literally full of oil. And everybody's asking, like, what happened to fossil fuel? Oh, man, I can't wait to see the dinosaurs that live on this planet. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what everybody's saying. Is like I thought you said this oil came from fossils. Well, it's not like, considered a conspiracy, and I encourage people to look it up. But it is widely known in the you know uh, Middle Eastern world that we have rivers of oil under within the earth. That the oil is abundant. Unlimited. It is abundant the earth and unlimited. Is built, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's flowing not. with oil. You were lied to. They said they made up fossil fuel to make people think about scarcity. That's right, so they could charge you whenever they need to sway an election. Remember peak oil? <laughs> peak oil, yes, dude. Dude, for those that don't remember, <laughs> oh. it was the big thing 20 years ago. We were going to hit peak oil, which meant that was it. 
we've my, we we got more than half of the oil that was ever in the world. So now we were on the decline and running out. Oh man, yes, dude. And we were just peak prank. oil. <laughs> peak oil was the climate change. Like they kept moving it back five years. <laughs>